This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Whether you're having a not moving off the couch while you watch the game kind of day, or a no time between conference calls kind of day, it can still be a delicious Dunkin' kind of day. And with Dunkin' now available on DoorDash, it's easier than ever to get your faves brought right to your door. So if you're looking for coffees, donuts, and breakfast sandwiches in the morning, craving some afternoon snack and bacon, or in need of Dunkin' refreshers for a PM pick me up, we've got you covered. Order now and get your faves brought to your door through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Price and participation may vary, exclusions apply. America runs on Dunkin'. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 37. I'm here with the one, the only Katie Riddle. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to have you back and get all your thoughts on not just the Real Housewives of the OC in Dallas, but all the drama going on this week. Gosh, so so much going on. Much drama. So, you know, housewives often mirror what's going on in our the real world and we've had a lot of issues going on with the allegations of sexual assault and things like that and now in the crossfire is michael ashley's husband from the real housewives of potomac was arrested for grabbing the behind of a cameraman from bravo and this goes back to like things from season one with him grabbing people's butts it goes back to like you know, some of the whispers that he swings both ways, whatever it is, it's not appropriate to grab someone's behind without their consent. Can we all agree? Yes, we can all agree. <laughs> okay. Also, he's so gross. Like, if he grabbed my butt and I looked around and it was him, I would be even more horrified than than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not just your average person, it's like him, and he's so creepy. I really hope they get divorced. <laughs> it's such a terrible thing to I say. Know. I just I just don't see it working. It's something's off. Something's off. And again, speaking of sexual assault, Thomas Ravenel was officially charged uh, with sexual uh, sexually assaulting, mm-hmm. I believe it's the nanny. Yeah, John? I think it's was the that nanny. this situation and not the other woman? There've been sure. multiple situations, but I believe he was charged this week with um what she claims was rape um, of Nanny Dawn back in 2015. And it is, you know, I mean, in order to be charged, there has to be some sort of evidence. So it sounds like that um, investigation has been going somewhere. But really oddly enough, the woman, the other woman who was assaulted, her daughter, Ashley Perkins, the one who convinced her to go to the police and has been talking to social media and kind of waging a social media war against Thomas Ravenel, now says that she talked to Nanny Dawn and that the story Nanny, uh, the Nanny told her differs from the one that she told the police. And it just seems very odd that she would go out against another victim, like, just as this arrest is happening. So I don't know. In on her, like, official website we were reading earlier, she was saying that Dawn was communicating with Catherine via text and sending Catherine pictures of her wrist. I'm interested to see these pictures. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're not going to arrest somebody unless there's physical evidence and documentation of this abuse. I mean, that's for my years of watching Law and Order. (laughs) I mean, I have not. We're experts here. I feel like, you know what they say, if like, if you are in a female being abused, 
there has to be documentation like on, on a calendar or one of your peers is documenting like she walked in with a black guy on this day. Like all of these things have to be in order and in check. So obviously there's something that there's some evidence. Against Something's him. there. Yes. And Catherine has said that she is now sleeping better at night, watching her children peacefully sleep. And it sounds like she, um, while she's remained very quiet for the sake of her family and for her children, that she feels some sort of relief that this is at least progressing forward. I don't... I. I think in her best interest, it is to be completely silent and not give any clues of how she's feeling because this person is the father of her children. So no matter what in the end, she still needs to be a parent utmost and making sure that her kids feel like this is dad, we're going to not talk about it, and let's handle it when it when we get news. I think she needs to be a good mother this time. And I think what she's been doing a good job is not posting anything about this. Except posting what she do today. Like pinky ring, waiting for the wedding ring. And I'm like, really? That's what you're talking about and thinking about? Whatever, I guess. I mean, maybe she's just trying to distract. Yeah, I would know. be too. And, you know, hearts go to Catherine. Do yeah. you think she will end up getting full custody of the children? I mean, I hope not. I think it's always important for kids to be raised with both parents, even though if they're not getting along and arguing. Um, If there's an allegation against him um, until I feel like he's fully committed or fully indicted on this, I just don't think. Yeah. I don't want to separate. No, no, no. But I mean, if he goes to prison, then. I mean, they let Teresa. (laughs) I mean, they let him go. You know, that's and true. He, and he still has custody. I, I don't know. I think it's really, really important to keep families together, even through these times. I wonder how she's going to navigate this. Yeah, it's really difficult. And, you know, coming from you as a teacher, you obviously have a lot of experience with family dynamics. And that is a really important. I'm just like, give her the kids. Give her the kids. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that they even like she was really open about the cocaine and all of these things. And and she still like is getting drug tested. I mean, I don't think they're gonna give it away either. Like, even yeah. if he gets arrested, I don't know if she's gonna get full custody either. Oh, he did get arrested, but you mean if he gets like actually, if he gets actually uh, like charged with something? He was charged with battery. He yeah, but if he, you mean but if he's he going gets to court yeah, and everything go, settling if the when the dust settles, yes, we'll see what happens. And we, we're praying that it it's. It's in the best interest of the kids, which hopefully the court, of course, makes that decision. So, yeah. Um, Wow. So much, so much going on. He, it sounds like, deleted his social media accounts. But before that was going off on a sort of rant. um, And I saw that a few people saved the images of what Thomas Ravenel had been tweeting. But one, it looks like him and Ashley Jacobs are back together. That's for sure. So that whole breakup thing was definitely I I don't know if it was a sham for the media or um, whatever. But the other thing is he talked about how Craig acts so nice and blah, blah, blah. People were talking about how he's helping flood victims um, after Hurricane Florence. And uh, he said, well, Craig is the one that was keeping my wife, or Catherine, out all night doing drugs. Ooh. Which I... pretty good. We follow on Instagram. He's got that little rough beard. I'm loving it, Craig. Love (laughs) it. But I do believe the allegations from years ago that him and Catherine would be out partying. Now, this is not Craig's fault. Um, You know, Catherine can make her own decisions. Yeah, and I think now that they're on this show... Like, everyone's watching them. Everyone is looking for that one thing to bring to the the media, to, to, to bring up what is, what are they actually doing. Like, we only see a certain part of their life. Right. Like, we all want to see them at 2 a.m., what on earth they're doing on a Friday night. Like, we're interested. Yeah. So, And I think lately, Catherine's really been keeping Lane low. Yeah. Or maybe going to an elite party in the South. <laughs> Where everyone's phones are taken before you can get in. Yeah, that's probably what she's doing. So I don't know. I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Okay, shall we get into the Real Housewives of the OC? Yes, let's do it. 
So the episode starts with Kelly and Tamara going to see Tamara's foot doctor, who is really, really cute. Yeah. No? No. Not your not, type. Not my type. Um, I'll take anyone in scrubs. So Kelly tells Tamara a bunch of gossip, uh, or I guess it's not gossip because it's true, but that last year Steve dumped Vicky and moved out of her house in with his mom's house. And I did not realize that Steve and Vicky had ever broken up. I thought they'd always been together. I mean, let's be honest. We all know every, like a bunch of couples that go in and out of dating people. Like, they're on, they're off, they're on, and they're off. And they're, like, embarrassed to tell you, by the way, we were on a break for a couple days or a week. So I'm not surprised that we don't find this out till later because Vicky knew that they were going to go back together. So there's no really reason why her fans need to know that she's heartbroken until she really is. That is a very fair assessment. I just I just didn't know about it and was kind of shocked to hear. And it sounds like Kelly thought it was bad enough breakup that she didn't ever see them getting back together because she said, I don't know how she got him back. Well, I mean, isn't Kelly dating like 15 to 50 people? I mean, how does she, an expert all suddenly of serious relationships and breaking off and on? Yes, with Michael, I see why she says that. But I, I, mm, I think it's... She's not being a very good friend, too. She's blabbing, and she needs to keep her mouth shut. Yeah. Like, that's your friend's biz. Like, keep it to yourself. So um, she says all the men move into her house, and that's kind of like a common denominator between all these men that Vicky dates. They, they always move in with her. She never moves in with them. And she says her house is like a revolving door of men. I love this quote. This is like one of my favorite quotes that Kelly Dodd says. But, I mean, honestly, she has a great house, and she has it well organized and decorated. I mean, who wouldn't want to move in there? I want to move in. Vicky. I, I need a room. I need a room. I'm in. I'm in. Then Emily and Gina go to a strawberry patch uh, with their children and discuss uh, Gina's uh, upcoming divorce, which makes zero sense. And we will go into much more detail on that. Um, then Vicky and Tamara go wine tasting to pick out wine for her at the Italian dinner that Vicky is hosting. <laughs> And Tamara, of course, then blabs to Vicky everything that Kelly had told her about Steve, him not having a lot of money, him moving in with his mom, blah, 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 blah. And what do you think Kelly's or uh, Vicky's reaction is? I mean, honestly, like after Brooks, she has like a good way of now handling when people are gossiping about her boyfriend and so she's i think she's being really good about like keeping it to herself like oh interesting that they think that but that's not true and blah 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 blah. or like do i need to show your like basically i'm interested why um she didn't show like a security camera of him leaving and entering the the house to prove that he was living there or it's just interesting to see like Vicky be calm this time versus like how dare you accuse him yeah Um, yeah I think Tamara is trying to get on a better side of Vicky but I think she's prying I think she's looking for information. Tamara is trying to cause drama because she knows last season of the OC was so goddamn boring for everyone that she's trying to cause, like, I think she caused a fight with Shannon by saying, you know, I feel like you don't care about me as much and you're not asking me about Eddie. I mean, I'm sure parts of that were true, but I feel like the way she handled it with Shannon was, like, to create drama. And Maybe I, yes, she is, but because it is boring to watch her huddle around in the boot. I'll be honest. But was it priceless when she was naked, getting out of the hot tub, falling down? Amazing. But now she feels limited because she can't do that crazy stuff because she's waiting for this foot to get it healed. So we're like, okay, you're not... This is boring. But in general, her story is boring. Like, she is happily married. And so all she's doing now is trying to cause drama between the other women because she doesn't really have a lot of drama going on in her life besides the fact that one of her daughters won't speak to her. Um, That is not part of the storyline because that daughter does not want to have anything to do with reality television. Yeah. For for good reason. So she's really got nothing going on. And I think I keep seeing Tamara... To me, she's being boring, and she's trying to cause problems. That's an interesting observation. I, I just, I always think she just always tries to stir the pot. I mean, always. Yeah, I think I feel like I see it more obviously now than before, and it seems a lot more orchestrated than it does 
like just part of who she is. But then um, Gina and Kelly hang out, and I I actually am starting to sort of like Gina. Weirdly, I really didn't in the beginning. I don't know if it was her accent or how she just like was like, whatever, I'm loud. I'm from Long Island. Blah. I don't know. It's a I t- funny. <laughs> I like can't do her accent. But um, seeing her with Kelly was really nice because they really are kind of two peas in a pod in a way. Yeah, I mean, they both are go- they both are experiencing divorce or and going through it. Like Kelly just got out of it. So, I mean, I would listen to and take advice from her because she definitely tried to make it work for a long time with Michael and it didn't end up well. And Gina's saying, like, I don't know if she's trying. I'm kind of confused about that. Uh, But, uh, you know, each to their own, I guess. But it's She's saying she doesn't want it to get to that point. She's like, I see it getting to that point. Like, I see us not going well and we want to end it before it gets bad. It's sort of what I'm hearing from her. I think also she, Gina identifies herself as like a 20-year-old and Kelly's probably the next one up in the age group thinking like, oh, like Vicky and them are like old ladies. Yeah, and Kelly seems a little less judgmental about the divorce. She's just saying like, I don't understand why you're getting divorced to me because like if you get along and your best and you're friends still and you're hooking still hooking up with him I don't understand either <laughs> yeah but she's not judging her in the way that Vicky and is judging her or Shannon is judging her which we will get to in just a bit which yes. happens at that dinner so um, the dinner that happens is that Domenico a friend of Vicky's of over 20 I years I love this guy I love do him do you think him and Vicky have ever hooked up maybe I mean I'm not remember maybe that was one of the guys in the threesome Oh my god, but she's never had multiple partners in her life. <laughs> and I I love him. He makes it so fun this episode. I mean, it's they're kind of getting boring. I just don't think there's that much going on like, oh, a divorce, womp womp, since 50% of people on OC like this is 70% even, or something. Oh, they just keep all t- all statistics everything is about divorce. No, but he is awesome. Like have you, did you see the flashback of when Vicky and what's his name again? Dominica. Dominica, um, or like from long time ago. She looks totally different. Well, she's, like, she's had, had like eight surgeries. different faces since then. But I, it's like if I was someone that knew her and then saw her like twenty years from now, like I was like, who on earth is this person? Like, kind of like when you had clip-on bangs the other week and our, <laughs> our friend reintroduced herself to you. <laughs> yeah, so I went to CVS and got $12 bangs for, like, a girl's night out. And one of our they, best but friends... But they looked amazing. They literally looked like she had had a brand-new haircut. And so my friends, like, like one girl that I've known for, like, six years walked up and be like, hi, my name is Megan. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's me, Katie. She's like, oh, my gosh, you don't even look like you. Oh, they're so funny. Uh, when we shout, my dog barks. So, <laughs> um, so Domenico gives them a cooking lesson, and during this whole time, again, Tamara's trying to stir up some shit. She is talking to Shannon, who has nothing to do with the situation, and is like, "Vicky called Kelly and was really angry, and they were talking about blah 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 blah." And then, like, Vicky and and or then Kelly and Tamara are talking and. And Kelly's like, did you know that Vicky called me and blah, blah, blah. And then finally Vicky walks up and she's just like, you know what? Steve isn't getting in the way of Kelly and I's friendship. Kelly is getting in the way of Kelly and I's friendship. And I am not having this. We are having a girl's dinner and we're going to have a lot of fun. And so I'm not having any of this nonsense. And she shuts it down. And they go and they actually have a nice dinner until. Yeah, until. You're missing. Uh, they all judge Gina's impending divorce from her husband, Matt. And man, do they judge. Now, from the outsider, as we are, it looks weird. Why are they getting divorced if they are best friends, they both love their children, and enjoy ha- still having sex with each other? Like, I don't understand that. But we they have They don't to- live in the same city. Yes. I mean, they, like, so one lives in L.A., and this, Gina lives in the O.C., far away, like, uh, far away. I mean, this isn't, like, unheard of that they're going to get divorced. I mean, most people are like, why are they married? At the very beginning, they introduce her, like, why is she married with him? I mean, it it, it looks like they're all shocked that they're going to get a divorce. I'm not shocked. I'm shocked at how she describes her marriage, and it doesn't sound awful. 
No, it's probably because it is probably hard to walk away from a marriage with kids and she's trying to be nice and she's trying to think in her head, I'm doing it for all the right reasons and she's reminding herself of every reason why she needs to do it. But girl, you have not been to your husband's bachelor pad up in LA. So first of all, before you even try a divorce, I would roll up in there and make sure it's clean free. Because I would be like, there's something but, going on. But maybe she, maybe there is infidelity. I mean, it, it sounds, it sounds, sounds like there like is. like he has a girlfriend. It sounds like something is up with that. But what I did not appreciate is that even though all of the women have been divorced, besides, I think, Emily, the type of advice they're giving is just it, everything. It's a reflection on them. Like, they're, they are projecting their own problems onto Gina. And she did not ask them for advice. Like she, not once did she say, "I would really like to learn from you guys." She only said that after they started. I don't know. I that's I think it's a little crop. I mean, you just <laughs> told everybody. I mean, if you wanted no advice, don't tell a bunch of girls that have been divorced and tell one of them and spread the news. Like we are all gonna. Let, how about let everyone talk about it and then let their feelings go out and move on. Like. It, it, it's a great cop- topic of discussion. Like, we're females. Yeah. This is all we have to live for is someone getting divorced and us talking about it over dinner. Please, <laughs> don't hold back. Like, this is everything we live for is TV. And this is ridiculous. She's like, I didn't ask for advice. I'm all like, well, I guess she should have said, hey, guys, listen, I'm really, uh, like, let's stop talking about this. I don't want, I'm not asking for it. No, she just, well, the, she just kept going. The part that I found so sh- shocking um, to see was when she, when um, Vicky, who has been divorced twice. I mean, these are people who aren't just like one and done. Like yeah. her and Tamara have been divorced multiple times. Yeah, so multiple like, times. So giving this type of advice is is just, I don't know. I wouldn't take it. Um, not from them, you know. So <laughs> Vicky says, well, you know, you made these vows in the eyes of God. And Gina says, well, I don't believe in God. And Vicky loses her mind. Gosh. Okay, so this is what my response, if Vicky said that to me. Like, thou shalt not lie. <laughs> lie about cancer. <laughs> she is like, well, no wonder you're in this position because you don't have oh. a, a moral compass. Ooh. And Gina's like, well, I believe in myself and I believe in a higher power. I don't know what that higher power is and it doesn't belong to any organized religion. And then, you know, Callie's like, everything I have is because of God. And like, every, they're, it's clearly all like a little bit off with their like religious beliefs and how they would impose them on others because I think it's fine to have your own religious beliefs but to then say that someone else is not a good person or imply they're not a good person because their their beliefs are different than yours is pretty and I don't think Vicky realized you can't use I don't think Vicky realized she said it because when they repeated it back to her they just said like you said she didn't have a moral compass (laughs) no I just think like when someone is a different faith of you and when they make a decision poor I don't think it's like because they don't believe in the same religion I do they just make bad decisions yes that is has nothing to do with religion yes some people make decisions based on religious beliefs but because they made a bad decision it has nothing to do with their belief it's and, because they make bad decisions. And then they started talking about money and divorce. Which and is a prime topic. Prime we topic. We all love it. We I even did the math. Okay? So how much money I how if I made thirty two thousand dollars a month, right? Is what Shannon Bedora gets. Yes. Okay. Or thirty was what she was given, but she actually now takes twenty three. Oh, such a burden, you know. Oh. So I, I thought about like what I could buy a house. But she does have three kids. Yeah. Okay. That's it's still pushing it. It's. I'm saying it's. Yeah. That's a lot of money. But what Man, she said. I'm so jealous. But what she said was. Um, Get him for every penny he's got. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> she definitely but, didn't but, say but that. But I Gina, wish she did. That would have been perfect timing to do that. But but Gina was basically like, it's not going to be a problem with money. We're very amicable. Our lawyers are working together. We're not arguing about this. And Shannon was like, well, we all think that. And that, or she's like, I know the person that I married and I know he is a good man. Womp, womp, And Shannon says, well, we all think that. And then comes the, and then comes the financial part. I am sorry, Shannon, you did not marry a good man. You know, he wasn't a good man. Like, you know that he cheated on you and was horrible to you in front of your 
your children. He threw his wedding ring back at you, like to your kids and was like, give this to your mother. Like he is not a good man. I, so for uh, her to say that and yeah. then so she's clearly like, not the person to ask not about. the person to ask about it. And then Gina gets defensive and is like, listen, like if I don't I'm not going to take a penny from him if he doesn't want to give me a penny. If he wants to give me double alimony, he could like whatever it is will be in the interest of the children. That's and, what she says. Come on, people. But I know. That's, but but let's a, just let's just wait and see. Let's just yeah. wait and see how their no, divorce she, unfolds. She, he's going to offer a lowball number and she's going to go to Shannon Bedore and be like, how did you get it? I want to know. But what's she the magic says way. now that she's friends with everyone on the cast except Shannon. But she really needs to be friends with the what's the lawyer friend? The lawyer. Oh, Emily. Emily. That's prime number one friend. Yeah. And then Shannon. Those are the but, two people targeting. And Shannon, you know, was in law school for two years, but then dropped out. So she could work on her healthy business. <laughs> yeah, for right. Line, that's, if you so look, have you looked Shannon, up your niece for that? I have not. Have you? Oh, people say it's ter- <laughs> terrible. Really? The yeah, QVC? Yeah, they say the food tastes like awful. Remember when she gave the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, food to, to her the kids? kids? They're like, it's kind of spicy. You should read the reviews. It's way too spicy. Like, it, it, it's just interesting. really interesting to listen interesting. to. Interesting. So Shannon then gets upset. You're insinuating that I am making this all about money and blah, 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 blah. So eventually. That's what rich, that's what rich people say. <laughs> eventually, Gina gets upset, leaves the table, cries on the phone to her husband who consoles her. And then Emily comes and consoles her, convinces her to go back and sit down with the ladies. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it kind of sort of ends. Everyone sort of apologizes yeah. a little bit. And then Kelly comes over later to Emily and Shane's yeah. the following day to apologize to Shane for calling him all those names. And um, this is my favorite part in okay. the episode is because he's like, when she's leaving, he's like, don't worry, we'll be talking about you when you leave. (laughs) (laughs) I think Shane is one of those guys who kind of enjoys being on the Housewives and like... He's like a secret fan. He's like, yeah. He like acts like it's like no big deal, whatever, but he loves being on. (laughs) And I like Emily and Shane. I think they're bringing something to talk about and Shane's a little weird, and I'm trying to understand his relationship with Emily. I like Emily. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I'm not really sure about that, so. I love her hair. I'm obsessed with her hair. Yeah. It's, it's nice. beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's I, I really mean, I, pretty. She is really pretty, and I think, like, everyone has their own different relationship, and I think it's interesting that Bravo decided this is the relationship that they wanted to show, because it, it is so different like, their relationship, like, they barely dated, um, she's, like, a boss bitch, like, she's got everything going for her, she really didn't need to marry anybody, but she decided she was going to, it's kind of a weird story, but they're, they're very goofy kind of together, but it, it, they work, and they have, like, the cutest little kids, so I, 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 I'm glad Bravo is showing other different types of couples, in versus, like, two hot people together, like Gretchen and, you know... What's his name? Slade. Slade. Oh, oh my God. Apparently. Speaking oh, yeah. Of Gretchen, that's a good one, too. Gretchen and Slade have been called to testify on the character of Tamara and Shannon. In the not d- voluntarily. Not voluntarily. They were actually subpoenaed uh, by, is it Jim Bellino? Yeah. Ale- oh. Alexis Bellino's Jesus husband. Jones. And they are having some sort of divorce, and apparently he is claiming that Shannon and Tamara spread lies about him, and he is calling Gretchen and Slade to testify because they spread lies about Gretchen and Slade as well. Yeah, but in, in I follow now on Instagram Gretchen, and she was saying that, like, I don't want to do this unless I'm forced to do this. Like, I have nothing, like, I don't want to get involved. So, yeah. I, now, do we believe her? No. No. That's what her publicist told her to write. She's probably like, yes. Let's do you think she up. can afford a publicist these yeah, days? Yeah, she makes a lot of money on her blogs and for the her purses and, sh- like, style. I think she does make a lot of money. Interesting. Speaking of money, should we get into the Real Housewives of Dallas? Because that yes. is money. People talk about money, and then there is Stephanie and Travis Holman money, and they don't talk about their money, but it speaks loudly. That house, her 
bathroom. So it starts out with Stephanie having her best friend Brandy over to interview male models who are going to be part of a spa day that she's putting on in her bathroom. Her bathroom is large enough to host a spa day for six women. It has a couch inside. It has a whirlpool. A coffee maker. And uh, what's the oh a, the, a sauna and a toilet that apparently can pleasure you in every which way. Yes, so it is baller. And if you look up, and I we all do this. I I know I'm not the only one, but we all look up rankings of who makes the most, who has the most net worth uh, within the celebrities, right? And so just letting all like within fans the housewives, know, within the housewives. So um, Stephanie is the one that has the most money in Dallas. Yeah. So she's ranked the highest. So no, and it's interesting because like Cameron Westcott and you know like all these names that they're talking name dropping. That's family money though. Family that money? that's coming from Court's family, and like, I'm sure they get it, but I'm sure they don't. Not right now. Yeah. They don't have it. Yeah. But Stephanie's got it now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it shows with this crazy house. So the, one of our favorite parts was this little guy comes in. Oh, yeah. So all off. of the, the men are these, like, hot, attractive, likely gay men who are going to model. Fan them. Fan the them. Grapes, bring them wine. For the spa day. And so then it this totally like, made us think of, of if, if I had money. Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, Mandy, come on over. We're going to have some male models. We're going to test them out. We're going to pick for which male models we want for our spa day. Like, come over. We're going to rip their shirts off and make them feed us grapes. <laughs> um, yes. I don't know if I would rip anyone's shirt off. But our favorite but part I- is this little skinny guy comes in. And we're like, what? Yeah. And then right behind him is this little baby kangaroo with a diaper. Oh, my God. The kangaroo oh was gosh. so cute. And so they got so excited. And so, of course, they're like, yes, you. I feel like they hired all of the guys. because they, no, they did because they, they didn't want to feel bad about yeah. judging people based on looks, probably. Yeah. Not only does she have money, but she has class. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> we love Stephanie and Brandy so much. Yes. Um, so Leanne does a photo shoot with her dress that can be designed 40 plus ways. And while this is going on, she invites Cameron and they talk about how Carrie plays both sides. She does. But on um, one thing is Cam- she invites Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. This is an interesting thing. I don't know if you thought this, but I go, Leanne is like saying... Hey, look, this is an actual successful product that people actually want is this dress. Now, in your my mind, I'm like, oh, because the dog food stinks. <laughs> what a dumb <laughs> She's idea. Probably trying and this to. is what a good idea looks like. And I don't need my rich husband to help support it. I can do it on my own. Boom! That I loved it. No, she probably didn't do it on purpose, but in the back of my mind, I hope she did. I I hope so, too, because Cameron, like, I think could do things, but she's just so reliant on her husband, and she, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. I, it wasn't, I, like, had no time to eat a drink of water. <laughs> I had no time to even eat a snack. I was so busy. At I'm the like, Pet hey. Expo in Orlando. Um, probably because she's so distracted from other people's actual successful business ideas that she was over there looking and taking notes. But like, if you were to name something Sparkle Dog, wouldn't you think it was like dog cleaning products or shampoo or something like that? Like Sparkle, like make your like. Why did she do teeth? like cleaning spray? Yeah, that was pink. that's actually useful. I mean. I don't know. It's just so dumb. I mean, it, and I love this business idea of like 178 ways you can wear this dress. I love this idea. It's brilliant. I, it's so creative. And it, it's it's targeted to the people that watch the show within their 30s. Like maybe people that don't have live in these luxurious homes. But this is something that we could buy that I want to buy now. But I could wear it and be like be like a staple in my outfit i'm glad yeah. i'm totally i want to buy it too but do they make it in my size we'll see <laughs> <laughs> it looks gorgeous so back to where we were talking about carrie playing both sides you love carrie i do not i like don't her. love carrie but i'm appreciating her this year because i think she's a very supportive friend to brandy who's like a new mom and to you know going through this adoption i don't think it's a very easy situation and i i think she's being a good friend to brandy that being said she tries to be a friend to everyone everyone and so by doing that it seems like she's not picking battles yeah like don't be the tattletale like just because you got in trouble last season about 
like not telling people is not you don't do the complete opposite you don't like tattle on every little thing like oh my gosh like stop i i i get that but i also just i think she's just trying to be honest and is a little awkward in her honesty so brandy holds her Brandyland event so brandy has her own entire like dress and fashion line called Brandyland. i think it's super cute it is super cute but i also think it's a dirty business too like where i'm gonna say i made it but i really didn't i had a whole staff do this and i'm gonna throw my name in it well but brandy's been working on this for a lot longer like she's been talking about this on social media for years so i've seen like she's always posting about it so i feel like it's she's more engaged in it and it was in it before housewives became bigger yeah but i when she walked in and was like where did you guys arrange things i was like what you don't know that it shouldn't that be like part of your plan of yeah. like a pop-up like you know where everything's gonna be like you're asking the staff what did what was the layout you guys decided uh to me that screen i don't know what i'm doing and yeah. i'm not involved that's fair but yeah. i think the clothes are really cute, they are cute. Um, I'll buy some. everyone seems to think they're cute except for leanne who's still super salty towards brandy they're cute <laughs> I love this. Remember when she's like, yeah, that's the only thing nice I'll say. And um, so during this party, Cameron, who is so awkward, pulls aside Carrie and is like, why are you like you're playing both sides? You're like with Brandy and Stephanie. And then, you know, and then you're with me. And then you, you know, I like and and then during this, when Carrie is trying to explain herself, she, I guess, like points her finger at one point. Like telling her to like be quiet. Like, wait a second. Like, wait, like I'm trying to finish my sentence. And um, Cameron is like, don't point your finger at me and makes the biggest I, deal I'm out of it. I'm going to listen, but I just don't like the finger. So Cameron's face is priceless when this happens. She's like, what the hell? Like, I'm talking to a child. And you can tell her demeanor, it switched from talking to an adult to talking to her to daughter. A, yes. Like, she's like, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to not say anything because I need to, like, I'm going to need to handle this like a lady. But inside, she's like, this lady is annoying. <laughs> and and Cameron and everyone has stated this on the show that Cameron's like the hardest to fight with because she doesn't let anything go and she keeps bringing things up over and badger, over. Badger, 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 badger. badger and badger, badger. she um, basically says, you know, Carrie, I don't feel like you have my back. You never like protect me from Brandy and Stephanie that are always pulling pranks and it's like girl protect yourself. Like get over it. They're just pulling pranks. It's How no big deal. Be a wuss. Just like, like, it's, not, it's funny. Like, don't even react. The more you react, the more they're going to play pranks. And to prove that she has Cameron's back and that she Ugh. does protect her, she says, well, you know what? When we were on Beaver Creek, um, Brandy brought along a gag gift, which was stressicles, which were testicles that you like that are stress balls and was going to give them to Cameron um, to keep her from being stressed out. Now, Cameron hates this kind of stuff. She thinks it's really low class. Yeah, it, is, like, it makes her so it. uncomfortable. And so Carrie is like, I made it so she didn't give you these gifts. And then Cameron was like, so tearful and like, thank you so much for protecting me. I appreciate it. Now, when Brandy finds out, she gets really upset. Which, I mean, I yes, but, like, if Brandy's upset because her friends think that she's a bad influence. So, Brandy is upset because she's, Cameron, Carrie is using her as a bait for Cameron. So, Brandy is already upset with all the girls because everyone thinks that she's a bad influence. So her giving this gag gift out makes her look low cap class again, once again to Cameron. So when Brandy did not like that Carrie insinuated that Carrie was the whole reason why Brandy didn't give the gift to yeah, Cameron. Yeah, she said she made that decision she, on she her own. She made the decision on her own not to do that. Like, that wasn't that wasn't fun. Like, I'm not going to do that to Cameron. And Brandy brings it up at the, when they're getting the nails done at the spa party. And Carrie's like, I'm sorry you felt that way as it was your up to your, like, like it wasn't, like, in an apology. It was like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And then, wasn't it funny that we talked about balls? <laughs> but I feel like yeah. Carrie did apologize. Like, I'm sorry it came at your expense. Yeah. But I, I just don't think it was an apology. I think Carrie knew that was her only way to get out of the situation. With but Cameron. Like, why, like, be a tattler and then you feel bad about tattling and then you tell another tattle? But Carrie doesn't realize all of the stuff that, um, like, 
Cameron and Leanne are saying about Brandy being a bad influence on Deandra. She wasn't there for part of it. Right in the day before the crash party. So she knows, she knows that they're talking about her being a bad influence. So, I mean, it's fine. Like, Carrie, like, probably did it just to get out of the sticky situation. Because I'm sorry, if there's an annoying friend that just yelled at me for pointing a finger, I'm trying to find an exit strategy. And if this is it, I'm going to take it. And I agree with Carrie. I would have done the same thing. (laughs) Like, grab anything get me out of this this is like a nightmare like i would never want to fight with cameron i would just start saying i would just get out like don't talk to me like no like i don't like i would pull i would i would have said i would have told brandy listen listen we all know how fighting with cameron is it's so annoying like i literally grab for anything and you're right i shouldn't have done it and that's it I agree. That's probably the way that she should have gone about it. Um, and then we've got Leanne and Deandra. So <laughs> Cameron leaves the conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait. So Cameron, um, in her conversation with Carrie, Carrie pulls in Stephanie at one point, And Stephanie is like, I don't know why I'm here. And Cameron seems to be more angry, which is the story of you my life. You me if Steph could come over here. Like, when did she become the rules of having conversations? Like, you can't pull the finger, but I can do a finger, but it's okay. It's down low. Like, Cameron uh, makes no sense. She's actually no. my least favorite person on the show. I just don't see her being real, and I want to see her vulnerability in some way, shape, or form. Um, so then uh, Leanne and Deandra are talking, and Leanne says, the fact that I hurt you, so the last week mm-hmm. she told everyone that Deandra only had like $200 in her bank account, and apparently that was just her shopping bank account. She has five other bank accounts, but um, basically insinuating that Deandra had some financial troubles, which apparently is the worst thing that could happen to you in Dallas in high society and if anyone found out especially Cameron and if Cameron told other people it's just so embarrassing blah 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 so Leanne apologizes to Deandra and said you know the fact that I hurt you broke my heart I'd rather hurt myself than hurt you and later in the confessionals Deandra says those are crocodile tears and that Leanne isn't really sorry I don't know I think she is really sorry I think um, Deandra's just still kind of hurt that she took it to that personal level of financial for it, which is really personal for them. And I think she's just still upset. I think, I think Leanne is actually really genuine. Sorry. Yeah. But I think Deandra's really upset and she's now she's pushing that now against why is Leanne not married yet? So yeah. she keeps bringing it back to that. It's, is- it's so weird that she keeps pushing Leanne's relationship and asking so many questions. It just seems like trust your friend. Your friend says she's happy. Just let your friend be happy. Like there's no reason for you to try and sneak around and figure out, oh, is he cheating on her and like poking holes and everything that she says. Just let her be. And the same should go for Leanne. Leanne should just let Deandra be with her business and her mom and her finances just just give each other a little space. And I think that's what, what they end up doing. Or keep that business not on public TV. I mean, yeah. if you really were really genuine concern, like tell Carrie, but not with the cameras rolling. Yeah. And so um, at the end, Stephanie ends up hosting her spa party. And the guy comes with that baby kangaroo. <laughs> and yes. Leanne is not entirely sure why, um, if that is legal to bring a kangaroo to the U.S. Uh, like, where's the paperwork? I thought that was hilarious. And um, Stephanie and Leanne have a nice chat and decide to be friends separate from Brandy. And they're going to go to lunch with Cameron. And that will be very interesting, I think, for me to watch. Um, and, yeah, Cameron, it ends up with Cameron telling her husband, Court, about her experience experience at the Global Pet Expo in Orlando and he keeps trying to talk to her and she keeps interrupting him by explaining how busy she was there. So busy. She's so busy. It, and he's like so and she has her like her little legal legally blonde, you know, little pink book with like stickers and highlight and glue stick crafts. I mean, I don't know what that what that was. But she opens it up and is like, "Yeah, I got a lot of contacts." He's like, "Well, have you followed up yet?" Like basic business 101 and she looks shocked like she's like oh well i'm you know like oh that's the next thing to do and you're like okay well obviously this dog food is going down the gutter uh obviously yeah it 
I feel bad for him because it's his wife and he can't say, like, his daughter can say, like, this is a dumb idea. But I wonder what, like, what he actually tells his friends when they go out to a bar. Like, man, my wife has the dumbest idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what does he, he has to vent to someone. Like, I would love to hear what he says about, to other people, like, the, like my wife probably is the dumbest idea. Like, this is so dumb. I know, so- and I think that he loves her. I think he does, but it's just, he's also so patronizing to her. But she doesn't make it any easier because she doesn't show that she is being smart about any of this business stuff, starting with the idea that pink dog food is a completely unnecessary thing, and there is no market for it. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's just being a loving husband and saying, like, I've already invested money. But have you read about, like, him, like, how he got a lot of money? No. So he invested in something that Apple ended up taking over, and he got, like, a secret, like, a bank, like, like, a cut a check for some investment that he had, and Apple bought it for millions of dollars or billions of dollars. So he is secretly sitting on a lot of money right now. That that's that is secret. amazing. So next week looks really interesting as always. Yes. Dallas continues to deliver. We just don't sleep on Dallas everyone. Start watching it. If you listen to this podcast and you only listen to the OC or watch the OC, start watching Real Housewives of Dallas. I am telling you, it is the best franchise on right now. It could be the best franchise behind New York period. I stand behind it. I love it. Um, Did you want to quickly go through who you voted for for the different, is it the People's Choice Awards? Oh, no. This is the Bravo Award. Oh, my God. There's Bravo Awards. Yes. So um, I am a weirdo, and I vote for uh, America's Got Talent. I'm an avid voter. Um, (laughs) You're like one Um, of three people. And it's just like really embarrassing to say because I'm like under 40 years old. Uh, But I wanted to go through my votes for the Real Housewives Awards of 2018. Um, If you haven't done this, this is what you do. So you go online to bravotv.com and click the awards. Now, each award has a video that you can watch of all, like, kind of, oh, like... Oh, like how like the Oscars show, yeah. Best wig. So, so like when, refresh yourself. when does voting end? That is a great question. I have no earthly idea. I'm not one of those people that sits around and waits. I, like, I have to have it. Oh, here it is. The, re- the winners are revealed October 29th. So, every ladies and gentlemen, you need to get that vote going. It will be shown at 11 Central Time. So, just let's go over the votes. So, if you, again, you, if you don't remember or don't watch all the shows, you can click on the videos and watch a quick video of everything. And make your decision on. that way. So, but one of my favorite things is... Um, the best wig. And I guess that's in... Um, oh, my God. So they go through all the most memorable wig, right? So here are the people for the nomination. Karen from Potomac. Oh. Um, which is, yes, is her real wig, not a fake wig like everyone else. Yeah. Um, so that is what my vote was. Um, Bethany Frankel was the one with the Barbie wig. Luann was uh, the, in... The oh, Latina women. What's her name? Um, uh, Sofia Vergara. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was like runner up for me. Eric, uh, Erica Grari was the pink wig from Tokyo. Um, Brandy was the one with um, I don't remember. It's like curly black wig. I don't really remember that one. Um, and then Candy, which I don't watch Atlanta, so I don't remember that one. But um, there's like this is a really good uh, twenty minutes of your life. Um, really to use wisely here are the categories um most iconic moment best style most best comic uh comedic performance um and one of my favorites is in this is when the dallas man is when she's talking about her brain size and oh my god her amygdala (laughs) and the the monks are able to minimize it best actress this is a good one to not forget is how they mimic each other like oh when they when they do like um make like yeah they make fun of each other they do like like, voices yeah like this but ashley is definitely my one for that one because she wears that wig and mimics karen which oh my god that was was so good the grand um miss congeniality um of course uh I was interested why Carrie was on there because I don't think she's being a good friend. <laughs> so um, I definitely voted for, um, actually, oh, I voted for, ten, actually, Dolores from Jersey. But Tinsley was definitely probably my second rate. 
Um, I don't think Shannon Bedore has been a good friend. I think she's kind of right now working on herself, which is totally fine. Um, best I, shade. Best shade. Uh, the options for best shade is Nini, who always can throw a good line in there. Lisa Vanderpump, when she gets in the car, when she's upset with Kyle, like, I'm going to go spend time with my husband, um, who want, who rather spend time with me. This is my favorite. D Simmons. Mama Day. Is the one I voted because she throws through so much shade. And her, her own daughter. daughter. Yes. And, and then when the last episode that we see that she's like basically not even talking to her daughter and that she is like, I would like to see you go try to sell this stuff on the street. Woo! Um, amazing. Rookie of the year is got to go to um, Teddy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then best couple. Um, I actually. I think um, Mauricio and Kyle. Oh, they're not an option this year. Oh. Um, Tamara and Eddie are an option, but. I honestly, and Dorit and PK, please, no one's voting for that. I actually voted for Deandra and Jeremy because he's yeah. hot. I love them together. And he, he loves her. Um, Tensley and Scott, no thank you. They're not even together. This is, like, ridiculous. Um, best friends, you know Stephanie and Oh, my God, Brandy. Stephanie and Brandy. If people do not vote for Stephanie and Brandy, then I don't know what the world is coming to. But I also liked the one from The Real Housewives of Potomac, which is um, the three girls when they go deliver the pizza oh to God, Karen's yeah. house. That is a great uh, friendship. Giselle, Robin, and Ashley. I love that one, too. That's good, too. Um, But I think still, I think uh, Brandy and Stephanie's going to win that one. So I can't wait to see the, re- the awards. We're going to see them soon, October 29th. October 29th. Get ready, ladies. Vote. It does matter all. Your vote always counts. And be sure to vote to register in the actual elections coming up in November as well. <laughs> Yes, we, <laughs> just, we need your Just help. a public service announcement. <laughs> it, the world would be a better place if more um, women voted. And and actually, if everyone voted. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on, Katie, as always. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Bye, guys. Bye. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week. Me, 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 but also you. (laughs) The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.